Hello, a little word of warning that this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 or anyone who thinks only ghosts go bump in the night. Welcome back to Smut Drop. This is your weekly roundup to the more eccentric side of sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane, and on this week's show, we'll be entering spooky season by looking at Moonface Soulmates. I'll be talking to Inbal Honeyman about getting some magical dating help, and I'll be reading your fabulous messages about spooky stories and creepy coincidences. If you like what you hear, then please rate, review, or at least subscribe wherever you get your finest of podcasts. And I hope you're ready, because I'm about to fondle my crystal balls. Hello, 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 dear listener. Quick question. Have you got a moon phase soulmate? Do you even know what they are? No, me neither. So look, I know we love using a bit of astrology to see if we're compatible to our partners, but it turns out that you can also use the shape of the moon. Yes, yes, I know it's the shape of the lit up portion of the moon. I know the moon doesn't actually change shape. Okay, clever bollocks. But the moon phase you were born under apparently indicates certain personality traits. And like with other forms of astrology, these can be compared to with others to help determine whether you might be a match or not. Astrologer Hayley Comet, I see what she did there. Uh, she explains that moon phases indicate more than just who you might be suited to in love. They also suggest a lot about you and the archetype you were destined to play in this lifetime. So what do moon phases mean in relationships and how can you tell if you're a good match? Astrologer Erica Luna Moon explains that in modern astrology, having matching moon phases can mean you process emotions in a similar way. From a psychological perspective, it's one way of knowing if someone is introverted or extroverted when processing emotions. So you can check your compatibility by seeing if your match was either born in the same moon phase as you or into one that completes yours into a full moon. Oh, sounds nice, doesn't it? If you're interested in finding out how your moon phase matches or clashes with the person you're dating, then you can find the moon phase soulmate trend on TikTok. And that will give you a little filter. And that's going to see whether you are compatible or not with your respective birth dates. You can also use websites like AstroChart or MoonPhases.org, which kind of serve the same purpose. And of course, you can also find out what moon phases mean over at the article, TikTok's moon phase soulmate trend could reveal your relationship compatibility over at metro.co.uk. But obviously, not before my fabulous chat with this week's guest. Ladies and gentlemen, gays and nays, you know I love a bit of divine inspiration and what better way to enter spooky season than with someone who knows how to harness the power of magic to spice up our sex lives. She uses astrology, palmistry, clairvoyance and other magical methods and you might know her as one of the lunchmates on Steph's Packed Lunch. It's Inbal Honigman. Hey Miranda, hey, hey listeners, I- I cannot tell you how excited I am. Thank you so much to have me. 
I am so glad you're here. I always love, I, whenever it hits October, I always like to try and get some someone on who can give us a bit of a look into the future to see what 2024 lies in store for us, especially when it comes to people who are looking for a bit of romance, a bit of mate dates, and maybe more. So please tell us, well, how did you start? Where did you, when did you discover that you were a psychic? Do you know, I thought everyone was. <laughs> I really thought. <laughs> Do you know how you live life as yourself and you think, well, you know, that must be the experience that everyone has. So as a little child, I wasn't mystical at all, but I always knew answers to things that I shouldn't have known answers for. And in retrospect, that might have been sort of the first sign, but no one really picked up on it. So I always knew like what was hiding on the other side of a memory card in nursery um, or we'd play a game and I'd know where people are hiding. I didn't think there was anything in it. And then as I grew up, I developed obsessions around the, the sky at night and I'd be looking for the constellations and now I'm an astrologer. And I had a huge fascination with the Greek myths and with the Iliad and the Odyssey and with uh, Egyptian gods and goddesses, and now I'm pagan. So the the signposts were there, but because I come from a very ordinary, very sort of worky household, no one picked up on it because it wasn't within anyone's kind of frame of reference. And so I was 20 before I moved to Greece, and in Greece, everyone is mystical. <laughs> I don't know if you've been, but in Greece, everybody dabbles in something. You'll um, sort of have a lunch break and your friend will read you your coffee grounds mm. and you'll be talking to a you know random local person and you'll see that they're eyeing up your palm because they spotted a line that, you know, that's a bit out of place. And it was only there in Greece that I met an incredible lady who's still like a mother figure to me in many ways. And she used to read the tarot cards that are known as the Thoth deck. It's a specific deck, very colorful, lots of symbolism. And I kind of learned from her. And that was 29 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I just never stopped. You know, when you find something that just fits who you are and all the different parts of it mm. just jigsawed into all the different parts of me and it was incredible and it's like a love story between me and the tarot it's a love story that gets a little bit better every day with each passing day I feel more excited to work with the tarot more um, curious to find new things in it and there's always something new to find do you do your own tarot readings a little bit a little bit I'll tell you the truth that when you read the tarot there's a lot of creativity that goes into it so you don't just look at the four of cups and go okay this is happiness and you know and this is not wanting anymore no you look at the four of cups and say if I read it for you it would mean something very nuanced and very specific and if I read it for you know your next door neighbor it will mean something that's slightly different mm -hmm. and those nuances are something that you can connect to when you're reading for somebody else because it's not your life that you're talking about when you read for yourself when I read for myself it's very easy to lie it's very easy to sort of 
<laughs> it's very easy to make things a little different to what they are. So when I read for myself, if I'm a little low, then everything will look just that little bit you know, more shrouded in, in shadows. And when I'm very excited, then it's like, yes to everything. So I do read for myself, but like on small matters. Mm. When it comes to really big matters, um, for example, um, I'm kind of infertile and also I have four children. So in the journey from A to B, there mm. were many, many readings. And I, for the most part, had to go to other people who would give me honest advice honest guidance that got me to you know to where I am today because there was no way for me to be impartial so I do but but my readings that I do for others are just so much more wow so when it comes to that kind of having to be quite very honest with someone um because you said that you I was reading how you uh discovered you had a passion for tarot when you read for your friend and you discovered that her boyfriend had been cheating on her yeah when you find stuff like that is there like a code of conduct <laughs> It says something where you're you like, know? okay, I can't tell them that this this shit thing is happening, or it's like it's just best if they know. What do you? How do you approach that kind of situation? I approach it from a place of faith, which is kind of funny for somebody who's never been religious and never sort of grew up in religion. I do have very robust faith in the universe, and I do have very robust faith in the practice of tarot. And I believe that I won't be shown something that the person doesn't need to hear in that specific moment. Okay. So I pass on the responsibility for any heartache and heartbreak. And when I was a young psychic, you know, when I was starting out, um, I didn't really know enough about people because I, I started really very young. I didn't know enough about people to know that even something that sounds like bad news to me might be exactly what they need mm. in order to get rid of their husband, in order to take that job opportunity abroad, um, in order to make heartbreaking decisions. And my first or second year of working in a psychic fair, which is sort of when I left my day job and decided that this would be, you know, my full time job, which was more than 23 years ago, I did a reading for a girl and said to her in February, so I was doing like an Astro Tarot, so a little card for each month of the year ahead. And I said to her in February, I'm so sorry to say, I can see somebody passing. It's a very unusual card, doesn't come up often. And it shows there could be a death in the family. I'm so sorry to say it. And honestly, there is no worse news. Mm. And I met her. So her friend booked me for a party um, a year later. And I met her a year later. And she said, I went traveling to Australia. And because from you, I knew that my grandfather would pass in February. I made sure that I spent lots of time with him beforehand. And that message was so important to me. And it made me choose the right actions Mm. knowing what the future lay ahead and that really blew my mind I think after that conversation I understood so much more about people because in the same sense that I would like to know for example say Miranda you went down the pub and you saw my husband holding hands with another woman mm. terrible news sure <laughs> I hope you tell me would you tell me yes I hope you tell exactly and so by the exact same token 
if I looked at your cards and saw, heaven forbid, an illness, heaven forbid, a dishonesty, uh, an accident, mm. I want to give you that information because when you know, you can make smart decisions that work well for you. Do you get many people coming to you about their love lives? A lot, a lot, a lot. It's probably mm. the number one topic. Do you know what, though? I have to kind of um, addendum that by saying uh, up until the <laughs> the market crash, it was absolutely the number one topic. And after the market crash, uh, you know, a lot of questions about entrepreneurship came mm. up when people realized that working for other people is not quite the dependable life choice that um that they made how do you start a reading then so say i come into you i say i i call you or i i visit you you know do you just get a vibe or is it like do you specifically say right what is it you you like to talk to us about no i'm super super organized and i think because i charge by the half hour I want you to get the best reading I can give you inside that half hour it's really important for me to give value and so I always start with <laughs> with the same speech and you're going to be able to hear that it's like practice that it's always the same don't words. worry don't worry I used to charge by the hour as well so I know exactly <laughs> you what you're going through absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah when somebody rings or zooms or uh, comes through the door, I say, first of all, you should know that if you want to give me background, you don't start your half hour that you're getting charged until you finish the whole story. So you're not wasting your time. If you want to give me background, not everyone wants to give background. So I'm happy starting with no information for you at all, which you choose. I say, you know, and that's for new people, anyone coming second time, third time, they already sort of know what to ask for. And then for a first time person, I say, normally, I start with a general reading. Then I look at romance, career, future, and then that leaves you a few minutes to ask questions about, say, family or health. Is this what you would like to do? Or did you have a topic or questions that you already sort of um, wanted to cover? That is choice number two. And usually people go for the general. Why? Because the general serves three purposes. First of all, it lets me and the person see whether we're speaking the same language. Um, if the stuff that I'm seeing makes sense to them, because if the stuff that I'm seeing doesn't make sense, then the reading is not going to, you know, is not going to work. If the general doesn't make sense, then the rest of it won't make sense. And we probably haven't made a connection. So first of all, the general allows us to get to know each other. The second thing is that the general gives you a moment to uh, kind of fall into my pattern of speech because the reading cadence that I speak is not exactly the same like a regular conversation. And the third, and I think most important thing, is that a lot of times people would come for a reading for a specific topic they have in mind, but actually what they should be looking at is something completely different. And a general will put things in the right perspective. So it's possible that you come in because of a relationship that's making you feel very, very low. And that will show up in your general, but it might show up small because the actual problem is that your childhood and low self-esteem is why you're feeling very, very low. And that is part of the reason that the relationship kind of pulled itself into a place where you're feeling low. And then what we'll work on is kind of uncovering the reasons that it happened and hopefully the um, the ways to um, to overcome it. So that's, that's the start of a 
of a reading. That's what you can expect from the first few words. That is a lot further on than just, oh, there'll be someone tall, dark and handsome coming into your life. You've gone into counselling. <laughs> well, but you know what? All the jobs have that kind of interpersonal connection. Um, mm. I know that I actually sort of picked up a little bit of that pattern from a friend of mine who used to be a dominatrix. And she said, you know, in the first 10 minutes, we have to figure out everything mm. about the person. And I think this is kind of the same because not everybody will be very open with what they want to share. And some people have really trained themselves to not even nod when they see, you know, when they see that things are going in the right direction. So hopefully tall, dark and handsome will feature sooner or later. But again, I think what we learn as grown-ups is that there are things that are more important than love. And your relationship to the self is the absolute ABC of how you'll interact with everyone in your life when you um talk to someone and they if they if you pick up on something that maybe they've come in and they're really desperate to find out a bit more about love and romance and what's going to happen and do you give them some advice because I was also reading about how you were talking about manifesting how you manifest stuff for yourself and how you you know deal with different things and how you you create things into your life do you ever give that kind of advice to people I'm really passionate about manifesting and it can fit into the reading. The thing is, the longer you are involved in magic, the more you realize that so many things can be achieved without ever approaching mm. magic because there are so many more practical ways of getting your life to go to where you want to be going. And actually the best results magic happens when it's kind of hand in hand with a change of behavior so the example that you gave uh, of somebody sort of wanting to know about their love life but actually sort of more important stuff will come up it'll always be related so there could be um like a, a reading where the person will be like um you know, you've you've already forgiven him such a lot and uh, you've forgiven him his alcoholism and he doesn't feel like he needs to improve for you. And so and then I link it right back to the love, you know, so it's not that he doesn't love you. He does love you. But the addiction is like his mistress at the moment. And then we sort of go back to dealing with the addiction and perhaps her own experiences with addictive behavior when growing up and sorry for using heterosexual yes. languages just to sort yes. of make the it's just to sort of um make, make the, the um yeah. story a little bit clearer to follow <clears throat> and then we sort of go back to the love and saying you know because of your childhood experience it's very likely that your soul was looking for somebody with addiction problems because it felt familiar so there is uh, kind of back and forth between the reason the person is there and my agenda, which is to make sure that they leave my house equipped um, and, you know, and in a good place to create the life that they want to lead. And sometimes it'll involve uh, dipping a candle in lavender oil and lighting it on a Friday. But usually it would involve, um, you know, sitting down for a conversation uh, and giving somebody a choice. 
Some might call that choice an ultimatum, but I am not uh, not against ultimatums in relationship <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> so how can people help themselves to manifest the life that they want? I love the idea of dipping a candle in, in, anything, in anything on a Friday. Let's do more in of any- that. Give me some spells. <laughs> That'll be great. Brilliant. I've got loads. I've got loads. So the first and most crucial part of magic is knowing what Mm. you want. That is also the first and most crucial part of life, knowing what you want. If you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? So in magic, for me, the first thing is sitting down and making a list of goals. Do they have to be realistic? Absolutely not. I'm disgusted (laughs) you even asked that question. They do not have to be realistic. When I made a spell, when I worked in a shop and did a spell to be, you know, a a sort of media psychic that worked with the press and to work with the tower full time, that was not a career option. It was super unrealistic. It worked fine for me. So why wouldn't it work fine for everybody? So you make a list of exactly the kind of person you want to be with, the kind of um, place you want to live at, um, the kind of career you want to have, the kind of financial situation that you want to have. And you don't need to worry about the weight in your mind. Your mind will tell you all sorts of patriarchal stuff that it learned at school. Ignore it. Write things down. Make it as fantasist as you want, because fantasies come true. Should tell it on a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down as we speak. <laughs> gift gift for me gift for me you don't have to even share it so first of all you have to have a specific goal in terms of like keeping things tidy I like to separate spells so if you have a lot of goals for your love life and also a lot of goals on your of your for your career sorry um then do them on different days Mm. different candles Then, for me, one of the most powerful forms of magic involves no fire at all. One of the most powerful forms of magic is just affirmations. Reprogramming your brain into believing stuff that that you might see as unrealistic. Again, I spit on the unrealism. Nothing Nothing is realistic. We are now in different cities and we are talking through airways that makes no sense to me at all and yet yeah I still can't get the hang of that no. <laughs> I, know. I know I don't really understand how my fridge works either no and that's, no. And that's ancient so <laughs> affirmations are sentences that we say in the present tense in the first person I am I am and even if they're not necessarily true we say them in a way that will kind of bend our consciousness into believing them. Um, So some of my regular affirmations that I do three times a day are um, my family and I operate from love. I know it's kind of an awkward sentence, but but I really felt it when I wrote it. I've got uh, an affirmation sentence that says, my work brings me more paid work, which is my way of kind of activating word of mouth. Um, And I like to have 
nine affirmations. Nine is a very magical number. It's the very highest number before we get to two digits. Um, and it's also a planetary number. Now I'm panicking a little bit. Is it the number of the moon or is it the number of Venus? It's it's a number of something really good anyway. And um, and please, if anyone listens who's sort of better at astrology, um, just check me. Um, so nine is a fabulous number. Three is also a marvelous number in magic, which is really sort of no accident because three is used as the trinity it's used in ancient cultures three is seen as a magical number in chinese in old um old egyptian writings uh, and nine is three times three so i like to say nine affirmations three times a day I used to, when I was um, young and fancy free, say it in the morning, uh, at some point in the day and before I went to sleep. I am now a very busy and tired mummy. So I do all three in one go before I fall asleep. That's my final thing that, well, my almost final thing that I do. I do my affirmations and then I click my back <laughs> because I'm, I'm also older than I was. Yeah. Oh, click my back and then. Whatever euphemism you want to use, that's absolutely yeah. fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're all clicking our back in, but yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. I've done my nine affirmations. I'm ready for a clicking. Let's go. That's it. (laughs) Absolute genius and also very accurate. You must have the gift yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. I just know. And so we're starting from setting goals in a mystical way. We're carrying on to affirmations, which is just working with consciousness. But now let's go a step further and take it into candle magic. Candle magic is my favorite type of magic. Um, Candle magic in a nutshell is just a shorthand way of communicating your wish to the universe. And so we start with the day of the week. Monday is a day of the moon. So we do magic that has to do with the moon. The moon is femininity. If you have a feminine reproductive system and you want, you know, some some joy with that fertility. Um, if you want to work on feminine beauty, Monday is great for that. Tuesday is a day of Tu. Uh, Tu is like Mars, the god of war and passion and sex. And that is the day for a sex magic. Um, Wednesday is the day of Woden, um, which is Odin, king of the gods. And that's like Mercury. That's the day of communication. So um, magic for job interviews, magic for hearing from somebody you haven't heard from in a long time. Thursday is the day of Thor, which is the same as Jupiter, planet of generosity. And Thursday is the time for money magic, for expansion magic, promotion, bigger car, bigger house. Friday is the day of Freya, same as Venus, goddess of love. Friday is the day for love magic. Saturday is the day of Saturn. That's why it's called Saturday. And that's the day of karma. So any kind of legal matters that you want to push yourself, you know, want to push your luck in the right direction, um, any kind of um, long family feud that it's time for it to finish. Or if you want to throw more fuel on the fire, also fine. I'm not here to judge. So (laughs) Saturday is for all the karma magic. And then Sunday 
is the day of the sun, which is exactly the opposite of the day of the moon. So Sunday would be all the masculine magic. So that would be, you know, to maybe get a bit more snap in your turtle, or it might be for you to sort of feel more confident, uh, more aligned with the horned god. So we first pick a day of the week for our magic. We then pick a candle color. We've got yellow for happiness, uh, pink for love, red for sexuality, orange for creativity, um, green for the heart, um, blue for communication, purple for psychic powers. Um, so we've already picked two ingredients and then we'll pick which oil we'll rub onto it. So we rub the oil just a couple of drops. I know it sounds a lot more exciting than it is, but it's all symbolic. And what uh, what the beauty is with symbolism is that, is that even if you do it in a very subtle way, the impact can be spectacular. So lavender oil is for all the things that are, you know, love and gentle. Uh, cinnamon oil is more spicy. So that's for all the things that are fiery and exciting. Um, all the woody oils, I'm trying to think like frankincense, um, that would be for earthy matters um, for, uh, I suppose, money, wealth, finances. Um, and mint and basil are also great for money. And one of my absolute favorites is orange oil for justice. Because we don't curse in witchcraft, we don't curse. But sometimes it's very important to call on justice and let karma sort out whoever whoever had ideas above their station. Now, we've got some really kinky people that listen to this podcast, and I know that they're going to be thinking the same thing. What is the magic trinity? What is the affirmation, the candle, the oil, and the day, where if someone wanted to spice up their sex life, they wanted to get, they wanted to spend 2024 in a haze of debauchery and kink, what would be your spell for them what would be the affirmation and the candle that you would recommend pick up pen and paper now or you know your ipad on it <laughs> and very very straightforward on a tuesday which is the day of two that is mars that is the fiery god of love and uh, not love and sex sorry war and sex because war and sex are kind of close um <laughs> you you get yourself a red candle Red is, of course, the color of passion. Um, red is also the color of the base chakra, which is uh, positioned where our genitals are. So it's all mm. it, it all comes from the exact same uh, kind of mystical location. And with oil, I'm willing to be flexible. Anything spicy. I go for cinnamon because I put cinnamon in literally everything. Like if you come to my house and I've made you some rice, you'd be like, Huh, there's something different there. Yeah, there's cinnamon and everything. So red Tuesday cinnamon and your affirmation. Ooh, I wish we had another hour because I could explain how to invoke the horned god, which is the god of you know of of everything horny. Um, but, but we'll leave that, we'll leave that for a different time because that's really do that another podcast. Book that's her in, she sold herself. <laughs> That's very advanced. Um, but the affirmation would be something like, I attract 
people who share my kink. I attract, could I say I attract happy people who share my kink or is happiness not necessary? I attract willing people who share my kink. I attract uh, respectful people who share my kink. I attract... Ah, at the very least. Yeah, 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 very good. Yeah, I find myself in situations where I am both safe and excited or anything along those lines take it change a few of the words the important thing about an affirmation is that it is in the first person present tense and that you repeat it the more you repeat it the more it comes a part of your uh, a part of your truth i am going to win the euro millions Lot. Not going to. No, I am winning. I am winning. I am winning. The present tense. I am winning the Euro Millions. I am winning the Euro Millions jackpot, hopefully sometime this year, because mama's got some bills to pay. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for chatting to me. This is absolutely fascinating. Yes, please come back again and teach us all about... Bring, inviting in some horned god. He can come in for a cup of tea. That's absolutely fine with us. <laughs> Imbal, if people want to find you, where can they get more details? Thank you so much, Miranda. Um, on the one hand, I'm the easiest person to find. So if you spell my name right and put a .com on the end, it's me. If you search my name on social media, it's generally me. <laughs> the downside is that I do have a lot of imposters a lot, a lot of imposters. So just be a little bit wily. If it links from my website, it's probably the right one. Um, but I'm the only in Bal around, so I'm not hard to locate. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I am off to light a candle and stick some cinnamon in that shit. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Love it. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. I have once again delved into the fun bags after I asked you for your spooky stories and creepy coincidences. Uh, Terry, she emailed to say that she got catfished on Tinder. She says that he'd been using photos of someone else and when we met in a very public space, thank God, he gave off massive incel vibes. Oh, I left as soon as possible, but on the bus home, I bumped into an old school friend I fancied and told him what happened. We went for a drink and then another and now it's been five months. I don't want to encourage anyone to catfish anyone else, but without that dickhead, we wouldn't be so happy as we are now. <laughs> oh, a lovely coincidence with a happy ending. That's what we like. Mary, she slid into my DMs and said, I met my husband on a ghost hunt. Unfortunately, his name is Richard and the friends we were with keep blaming the ghost of Derek Acora. Hashtag Mary loves dick. <laughs> that, that is a deep cut, Mary. That, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how many people are going to get that. Uh, maybe you, people, just Google Derek Acora and, and see some of his finest work. Oh, no. Um, next week, I'm going to be chatting to some models about all things cam sex. And I want to hear your kinky video call stories. Tell me all. I am that Miranda Kane on Instagram. 
Instagram, where you can slide into my DMs, Twitter as Miri Kane, or email smutdrop at metro.co.uk. I've been Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk. And in the meantime, I'll be back to prick up your ears next week. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do. But if you do, then name it after me. Thank you.